Hello, welcome to this week's Wolves Fancast. David Evans here at the helm on the podcast this week. Luke Thompson. Howdy. How different. Yes, got to mix it up. <laughs> and we've got the Baron. Good evening. Dun. Or good afternoon if you're listening in the afternoon. Or good morning. Yeah, exactly. Or early, or, early dusk. <laughs> or guten tag if you're listening in, in, in Deutschland. Yeah. Any other hellos? Should we just reel them off now? Bonjour. Bonsoir. Bonsoir. This is the, this is the level of my World War dictionary is going out the window. Bon Can you chew <laughs> Good day. Yeah. <laughs> Because um, there's a lot of Australians over here at the moment, and a lot of them will be tuning into this. Oh yeah, we have a lot of Australian listeners as well yeah. on the podcast. Well thought out, John. Well thought <laughs> out. Uh, so we're going to talk about Derby uh, this week. Um, there's not going to be a podcast after Brentford because of how these fixtures have fallen, unless something monumental happens, of course. So we'll just very briefly touch on Brentford. Um, but we're also going to talk um, about Derby, because I've just run out of things to say then. We're going to talk about Blues as well. No, I think we'll have a podcast before Blues after that demolition. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Middlesbrough. 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 We might touch if, if they're lucky. I think we need to. If they're lucky. Oh, he feels a need to, though. Okay. We well, may, that, maybe. That's a need. A need, okay. Not just a desire, that's a need. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, before we start a bit of housekeeping firstly, we had a lot of listeners tell us last week the podcast sounded a bit too quiet. So, apologies. Why was it quite well? Because Regan wasn't on. No, Regan was on last week. Oh, was week. it? Yeah. Oh. It's because of the audio levels, that's oh, why. Yeah. So there's a problem with one of our recording-wise last week, um, and we did try everything we could to amplify it. Hopefully be resolved this week. We've ordered a new wire, so apologies for the audio last week. Had a couple more of your when do you listen to the podcast emails as well. Uh, our good friend Steve Koenig from America says that he listens at home in the evening with a nice glass of Woodford Reserve Bourbon from Kentucky. Oh, posh. Very, very nice. That's posh. Very nice, very nice. And uh, John Whitmore said that he was, uh, the last time he listened was on the train back from Dublin to Sligo. Um, Sligo. Sligo. Oh, I don't know these Your geography is quite bad. Yeah. Isn't it? <laughs> uh, on the morning after Ireland beat D- uh, Germany. Hmm. Very nice. Hmm. I was told at uh, Geography A level that my colouring in wasn't up to A level standards. Your colouring in? Yeah. <laughs> Had to draw. Spot my coursework, I had to draw like a map of whatever I was doing. And the notes afterwards were, it's not up to A-level standard, you're colouring in. Did you do dot to dot at A-level as well? I wish I could, mm. but yeah. But I, know, to, I think I'd fail that as well. So. Well, you should have just gone on. Do you know them ones with the felt on? So you can't go out the lines because the felt <laughs> yeah. stops you. Should have just done that. Colour by numbers. Yeah. Should have done yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think that's um, those bits on the podcast this week. So let's go straight into Derby. As the Derby curse continued, as Wolves uh, lost 4-2 away at the iPro Stadium. Two goals from uh, Chris Martin, not the singer, of course. Uh, I'm sure he's heard that joke so many times, isn't he? Uh, Johnny Russell and Bradley Johnson. The goals from Wolves for Afobi and Lafondra. Uh, as it once again, Wolves went to the iPro Stadium and were demolished by a Derby team who were just, at best, at every single moment. Powerful, pacey, ruthless aggression is the word I'd probably use. Before we kind of start analysing goals, etc., general gist of the game, gentlemen, what did you think? I just think Derby away is our annual bad day at the office and there's nothing anybody can do about it. We just have to accept that fact. And that's the podcast, everyone. <laughs> but no, in, uh, seriously, we was beaten by a better team on the day. Uh, several players didn't turn up to the required standard. It was it was just a bad day. It was 
torture to watch at times. We looked oh, amateur. I thought we were outclassed, basically. Yeah. I think there isn't many players that you wouldn't have out of their team to replace the ones who are in the same roles in our side, to be fair. I do like Johnny Russell, to be fair. I think he's a good player. Yeah, very good player. He's a good player. Mm-hmm. Um, in all fairness, I think a centre-half pairing of Richard Keogh and Jason Shackle we, it's it, there to be bullied. Richard, mm. you know, they're experienced centre mm, yeah. I did see many comments before the game saying that that's a defence that we should be taking apart. It but is. But then you look at the rest of the team and think, as long as they're protected, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, and I think that's where the battle was won in midfield. Mm. They had a lot of space in, in midfield. We we couldn't get near them in in the centre of the park. Mm. It was like they had. Two or three extra extra blokes on the field. Well, every time Wolves attacked, they seemed to have every single body behind, yeah. and as soon as they got the ball, they just counted just like mm-hmm. that. And with that kind of Martin Russell Ince combo, it just worked every time. Well, I think mm-hmm. we can be lucky that Tom Ince was off his game or was kept quiet mm-hmm. because I mean he was quite ineffective, really, wasn't he? He, he can be like that though, can't he? Yeah. I mean, yeah. remember they remember the game when he played for Palace, wasn't it? Was it? Was it? No, not Palace. Um, Black Black. Where did he play for Blackpool? Black, who did he play for when he played, turned up um, at Molyneux and scored a couple? Right, no, they It wasn't Paul, was it? Because we didn't we haven't no, played. I'm, I'm, game, uh, I'm trying to look. I've, I've, my mind's gone. Anyway. <laughs> so I'm just thinking of Tom. All I'm saying is Tom Ince can be very yeah. much like that. Hot and of, cold. Yeah, very it'll, much. It'll come a game for 80 minutes. and yeah. It'll come back to you near the end of the podcast. It, it yeah. That's <laughs> it. That's the point. Yeah. Um, let's go to the goals first. Chris Martin, the first goal. A perler. That was a superb goal from Chris Martin. Yeah, and it, there wasn't. To be fair, when you watch it back, you not you can't really fault too nah, much. No. We didn't really get close enough, but it was it was a very very good little set piece. Well, sort of a set piece move from a throw in, and it was yeah. very well played out. Not many keepers are really going to say. Oh, no, the, no, you can't fault the keeper. No, you just you just wondering whether people should have been closer to mm. yeah, just yeah, yeah. To, to try and stop the shot. But because when you look at it and you think, well, oh, fair enough, that's he did, a, just he a good goal. He did move off his man, didn't he? He did, yeah. Which you know, he created himself the space. Which, from an attacking point of view, yeah, you you say fantastic. That's great movement from the striker. Yeah. But from a defensive point of view, you're looking at your centre half and thinking, should have been close. Why haven't you tracked your man? You know, it's one of those. But I think but it was on. a good move. And to be fair, yeah, it was just you know, sometimes you, you just see a good goal, yeah. and that was a good goal. Top, you just yeah. have to give credit where credit's due, don't you? Yeah, take your hat off and say, well done, Chris Martin for. If you wear your hat, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we should just get this podcast from last season. And replay it because I think we're just basically going through all the same points. I mean, I think Derby even last season had most of their goals from outside of the box. Yeah, and they just went yeah. in. Uh, Chris Martin again at the double. I mean, that's Derby's second goal. We'll go to a famous goal because I've lost my train of thought. But Martin again with the, with the second goal. A poor, very poor clearance yeah. by Dominic Iorfa. Yeah, very, very, very poor. Rare though for someone I, to make that kind of mistake. I, I feel. I still, I, personally, I don't think he's played anywhere near as well this season as he did last. Mm. Um, I think the lad struggled a little bit in, in, in parts. He looks as though he's coming back to form a little bit. Obviously, in the home game against Huddersfield, he mm. had a very good second half there. But I thought he was, I thought he was average again yesterday. Mm. I thought uh, he did. No, I thought he, he, he made apart from that mistake, I thought he, I thought he held a good account for himself. That's my view, right, from the game. Okay, we had uh, different views, John. Yeah, I, I just thought he had a so-so game. Yeah. I thought he was particularly. I mean, that was a very poor clearance. Mm. But I mean, apart from that, I thought it was just a, a routine game. But mm. he did make some good runs where he didn't get played in. From, mm-hmm. by James Henry mm-hmm. a couple of times but mm, not, sometimes they are just decoy mm-hmm. runs on and you have to accept that but. now before that goal obviously Wolves equalised with uh, but go, sorry but you're, I think you're building up to the factor about whether Martinez is he at fault with that goal 
Oh, yes, for the header. I mean, obviously, well, that's, that's I'm that, just talking yeah. about the first phase. I think people didn't pick up on yeah. much on the eye offer, but then Martinez, it was a very similar error. Mm. You know, twice in the first 11 games of the season, you've seen goalkeeping errors like that. Well, mm. you don't want to see eight of them in a season, which we're on target for at the moment. Well, mm. that's. I think there's been a couple more errors. Well, I'm not talking about just coming out for that for for clearances you're not getting there. I mean, I think John's summed it up perfectly there, saying nobody's really picked up on Iorfa, but that's the first phase of play, and that's Mm. it's it's a mistake that has ultimately led to the goal because the cross is coming immediately from there. Yeah. Um, So you know, Iorfa has got to shoulder some blame, Um, but then you know that phase is gone. You deal with the second phase. Martinez has clearly called for the ball. Not met it. He's in no man's land. So yeah, it's a poor goal to concede, yeah, it isn't is it? Yeah, it's very poor goal. It's disappointing when because we, we was on the ascendancy then as well. We, we, well you know, we, 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 Derby was on the back foot. I mean, Derby was very confident first ten minutes, and then we equalised, and then we was we, yeah. we was confident. Well, I think we had Derby on the ropes to be fair, and yeah. you know they looked shell shocked, and you know we was pressing, we was attacking, and it looked like they couldn't deal with us, and oh, I just think they got that second goal mm. and. It, and what, deflated us. I'm a little bit worried about our, our equaliser. Actually, one of, we we scored a lot of those goals over the last couple of seasons, and it's been a real good corner play for us. It's been mm. the only corner of play that we've had this much success with. Mm. But I'm, I think the problem we've got now is it's been very well analysed on national TV, not only by other any other managers watching, they'll all be watching mm. by referees. Yeah, well, because you're on about horse. the double block off. Yeah, and both Danny and Corny Horse have blocked a player off, if, and we've I'll, got away with it. But if any referees watching that, you know, it was like, a, let's start the fact it was a good word goal. Oh, yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah but good. whether you'll get away with it the next mm. time when people but are looking if, for a block off. If Wolves are a clever enough team, they'll know they won't try some of that for a while. Because no, they, on they, that point, they because they'll know, six weeks. Yeah, exactly. they'll know that other teams will just pick it up. Yeah. But I think if, if you watch football week in, week out, and if you used to properly watch a corner, every single corner, I mean, people are getting blocked off. It happens on every single... There's not a corner where no, somebody makes true. a and somebody's yeah. getting blocked off. They might well get so away. So I, yeah. I think we, we would be harsh if we was to start getting penalised because we're just amazing that... Actually, with, with, with that particular corner, it's been fantastic. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think in football in general, you've got a better chance of scoring from, a, what you say, a short corner, in a sense, than a traditional th- put the ball in the box and curl it and someone heads yeah, it Yeah, I think it's getting say. harder because... I mean, you, you find there that somebody scores a brilliant head off a corner and the rest blowing for a foul on hmm. a defender or the yeah. goalkeeper. You know, they get too much protection there. So I think you're right. I think it is becoming a lot harder to score off a traditional hmm. whipped-in corner and you yeah. do have to think it's not the box corner. When um, I went with Rich Hobbs to the game and we both said when we scored that goal... In corporate hospitality as well. Well, you know, that's the benefit <laughs> to known people there. Um, when was the last time Wolves scored a goal of that traditional corner? The last time a ball was whipped in, headed in. The only time I could think of perhaps maybe was Danny Barr Brighton last season at home, but I think he actually tapped it in rather than headed Charlton it in. Charlton away as well, I think he did as well, didn't he? Yeah. Danny again there. Well, a traditional corner, you cross it in, you head it in. And if you know the answer, if we completely miss the obvious, tell us at WWFC Fancast 1 to ponder maybe. But Wolves were in the ascendancy. Wolves were keeping the ball in Derby's half, which is what we do you know, a lot at Molyneux. Derby obviously uh, got the second goal. Then came the 30 seconds of madness right at the end of the half. Firstly, was it a penalty for Chris Martin? Um, was it Holloway or whoever was analysing the game says, yeah, it's definitely... Or it might have been a commentator actually. He said, he stepped in front of him. It's a penalty. But Inter's not the ball pass. I, 
Danny Bath has had a little look at him, but it's it's hard to get out of the way, isn't it? What's he meant to do? Just it, it, move it, and say, it, here you go, Tom. But he did, the only, he did put his hands towards him to stop it, but he, what he didn't do is he didn't make any attempt to turn and go for the ball. Mm. He made no attempt to turn, Danny. Yeah. But I think if Danny had turned and gone towards the ball, I, I don't think he would have got away with it, to be fair. And look at where the position of the ball was. They wouldn't have scored from there. Nah. Mm. And then came the penalty. Lovely save from Martinez, mm. which two in a row now for yeah, him. Yeah. Probably should have saved the one at Bolton. But um, mm. at least at the moment, when if we are giving a penalty away, there might be a slight bit of confidence there. But good penalty save from Martinez. Very good. Yeah. Strong hand. And then came something that really can't be explained. So resulting corner from that, um, cross came in, seemed to be a, a bit of a tap by a, a, a Derby player, which was Bradley jo- uh, Johnson. Who just hit him on the shin. Yeah, yeah. I don't even And it just seemed to, very slowly, in slow motion, glide in. Henry seemed to just watch it. Martinez seemed to watch it and perhaps they thought it was going out and that's why they watched it and it just went in. I think it's one of those. It's there ca- wasn't anticipating it rebounding back that way because yeah. like it just, just hit Johnson and everyone's a bit like, what's, what's going <laughs> yeah. on? Yeah. Um, but for me, I mean, you've got to have men on the pulse on corners. You have in the last minute of play yeah. when you're not going to be breaking away with 30 seconds to go. Mm. You, you, you might as well have all 11 back in the box. It's, it, I, I just, it's inexcusable for and me. And what's frustrating is if, if Wolves are defending that corner, you go into half-time 2-1 down, you've just saved a penalty. You think mm. you know, the mentality there yeah. is we can probably get something yeah, from this game. Derby are a bit rocked by that, thinking they could have closed the game off. But it was 3-1. Second half, Derby kind of killed the game off with Johnny Russell with the fourth goal. A, you know, a nice bit of power from Johnny Russell just to barge his way through and gets the goal. He's got. You can't allow him that much time and mm. space in... When he's 12, 10 yards out. You know, so why are the defenders not closing him down? Mm. McDonald's a bit powder puff in his tracking back. Mm. Um, he's, he's just got too much space. And it, John mentioned earlier, he's 10 yards out and he can pick his spot. He's actually standing there and picking his spot and threading the ball between players into the corner of the net. And you, you just got, we've got that many players around there and nobody's really doing much to, too much about mm. it, really. Nobody's diving in steam and like, are yeah. they? <laughs> <laughs> and throwing their body on the line. Uh, Wolves then got, uh, got a bit of a consolation goal with Adam LaFondra. Nice little finish. Yeah, it's a very really good, good control from him in the air. It did just go over the line. I think I think everyone in the stand thought was actually a goal. Was it the water bottle was the problem? Because yeah. it, so it didn't actually hit the net, so the net never moved. It just hit the water bottle. And just froze, didn't <laughs> yeah. it? Just over the line. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, then, and that was it, really. Wolves did try and attack. At least... Wolves did try to show a bit more attacking intent compared to last season in, in those closing stages, but nothing was really going to happen, was it? Even if Wolves got a third, you probably thought nothing's still going to happen. I think if we could have got a third before the 75th, 80th minute, and that gave, gave ourselves 10 minutes, 10 15 minutes really to get an equaliser. in that period. No. We had but, a little bit more going for the last few minutes, but I thought it was controlled yeah. defence. by I'm, They were showing us where they wanted but us that's to go. I mean, we didn't look like grabbing the third but no. if we could have mm. then it could have made for a very interesting last 10 or 15 minutes but uh, I'm a bit disappointed we didn't show any attacking threat in mm. the last you could probably say the last 40 well, the last I don't think we showed 30, that much I know we scored twice <laughs> without showing much attacking threat yeah. in the whole game mm. well, I mean, we scored twice well, we had two shots on target yeah talk about Derby more I watched that game once again and thought how have they not been promoted how are they not really challenging at least top two? That was a ruthless performance, especially going forward. Well, 
it's all in their heads. We do RV, isn't it? And it's pressure. But we didn't we didn't put any pressure on the f- that their pressure can come from their own fans, like it often mm. can come from our own fans at Molyneux. But we, that early goal really just gave them momentum. Yeah. And there was the only thing you ever got from Derby and the fans yesterday was like the fans were behind them. They were expecting a victory after three minutes. The game was over, wasn't it for them? <laughs> there was a little moment, obviously at one each when mm-hmm. we got into the game, but then two one. And, and it was just all Derby just expected to win. Mm. Um, did anyone out of that game, did anyone come out well for Wolves at all? Any positive um, performances or notes to say? I'm going to start with James Henry first because I thought I thought he had an OK performance again. He's yeah. Mr Consistent once again. And he, he gets, Apart from a couple of crosses which seem to just go completely nowhere, in general he, he put his effort in. Definitely. He, I don't think you can fault him for effort in any game this season, effort-wise. And he, at least he got behind his man and was one of the few people who had Derby running backwards mm. towards their own goal. I can't, I can't remember anybody else really doing that yeah. in the game. Um, I actually think he did put a couple of really good crosses in as well. Mm. The one that was between the defenders yeah, yeah. and the goalkeeper across the six-yard line. In that corridor yeah. of uncertainty. Exactly. Yeah. You can't ask for a better cross nah. than that. And you've got two Wolves strikers hiding behind Derby defenders. It's just crying out for one of them to put a diving header in. In there, Bully would have been there, diving head that you would have, yeah, or Andy, Dave Edwards, yeah. Andy Gray would have loved that. <laughs> I mean, for me, I thought Henry's crossing was poor, apart from that one, yeah. I thought that was a very, very, very good cross, yeah. But he, he put the cross over for the one that ended up with LaFondra shot, didn't he? The Jed Wallace headed back at the far post for the goal, no, no, it wasn't a goal, was it? Oh, the block, yeah, oh, okay, mm. yeah, um. But I mean, he must have had how many crosses? Do you reckon seven or eight? Yeah, he's probably got right after that. And if he's put two decent mm. ones in, mm. what's that as a? But at least he's getting into a position to be able to put crosses in. Is yeah. my point. Yeah. Who else did apart from Goldborn put us one of his swingers in? Yeah. That just was you know you could have caught it. <laughs> I mean, just just straight to the keeper. Apart from that, there was nothing else mm. coming from anywhere. Nah. I mean, Jed Wallace was. I didn't understand the Jed Wallace he's inclusion so again. He's I just so thought we've got old Joe and Byrne on the bench, surely. But again, Jacket must be seeing something with against Derby and thinking that's why I want him. I don't know international break, but I guess OJ played for the under seventeens, was it? Did he? I think he played for the England one of the under categories. No, because the under seventeens were in Chile at the World uh, Cup. Well, he played. I know he played internationally mm. for an under like category. So right. I don't know whether he just wasn't professional enough. Burn. Won't give him I'm a baffled by Burn. Absolutely baffled by by Burn. I'm just totally baffled yeah. by the, what's happening there. You've got a player who's in form, one of the players of League One. We're signing him for reasonably big money for for a player from that that, that area of the, of the league, and he's coming in. And he's and when, even when James Henry's being left out, he's not even getting on. Then Van der Parra's playing. Mm. I, I just don't understand. We we used three substitutes yesterday, and he doesn't even come on when we're chasing a game. I do, I'm baffled mm. by it, totally. We spoke to our friends over the Derby County Fan Podcast yesterday. Now they said to us last season at the five 0 win. That was their best performance all season. Guess what they said <laughs> for this game? It's their best performance. Exactly, it's ridiculous that we, you know, that we're going to Derby away. We can't seem to muster up. Well, the last two times now, muster up a, a good performance. And again, if we're challenged for promotion, I know it's earlier on the season, but these are the places that you've got to go and at least get some kind of result. Get a draw at Derby away. Happy days. No one's going to complain about that, are they? No, no, yeah. you're not. You know, I don't know. It's just. It's, it's. I mean, you know, we're going to win some, we're going to lose some. Mm. Let's just move on. Let's from chalk it, it off. Chalk yeah. it off the ball. Let's talk about uh, finish off Derby yeah. with defence. 
and talk about how Ebags Landell um, is not out for as long as we thought. It was rumoured he was going to be out for about four to six months. Now it's four to six weeks. So has he had the operation? Or is He's had the operation. No, just no, need an operation. No. That's what, yeah. Mm. Okay. So four to six weeks, but still shows you the lack of depth in that defence. You know, Danny Bart gets injured again or Courtney Hawes gets injured. Who comes into the middle? You, I know Dom and Hyorfa can go there, but... I wouldn't want Iorfer no. in the park. Because then, then you've got to play Matt Docherty. Also, if you're playing Dominic Iorfer in a position where he hasn't played in the first mm. team as well. No. And then, exactly. who have you got in cover, apart from Deslandes on the wings? You'd probably have to play like Regan Upton or something, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> from the under-13. Ben, ben O'Hallan, who won the uh, academy. He's a left-back. Uh, yeah, but he's only about four foot three. Yeah. Mm. I mean... And if Wolves bring in, there is no depth. You're right. Yeah, if Wolves bring in a player on loan, it's an emergency cover, an experienced player. So you're going to get Casper Scorks again. Yeah, but then you go, well, again, why have we sold Steeman? Exactly, it, it, so, it, it makes no sense. Yeah. I mean, we're so thin. All it takes is Danny Baff or Horst to, to get a groin strain. They're out for four to six weeks and because we, we'll have no defensive options whatsoever. If You can say the same up front. Answer me this. How long have you had that mattress? Because it's looking even lumpier than my lockdown love handles. And while those might be more cuddly, a lumpy mattress is doing nothing for your comfort levels or your sleep. So whatever body you're rocking, put it on a Nectar mattress. And right now you can save over $500 on any queen or king bundle. That includes a Nectar mattress, foundation, mattress protector, cooling pillows, and sheet set, as well as our 365-night home trial and a forever warranty. Go to Nectarsleep.com slash save 500 and get hugged. Yeah. yeah, no, you could, you could, yeah, you could. Cause I mean, exactly. Exactly. Cause we've got we've got cover with bits and pieces place, mm. players across the middle of the park, apart from midfield. Yeah, we've yeah. got about no, thirty-five. You midfield. keep saying, "Well, yeah. off we are in midfield," but without it, apart from yeah, McDonald's, a, a, a good good player at that standard, but none of the others have actually made a great impression at Championship level. None of them, no. really. They've, not, they've not ripped the Championship up, have they? Any of the other midfield players? No, apart from McDonald. Um, I dream of a team of midfielders by the end of the season. And a midfielder in every single position. That, that's what we'll have. I mean, it's... Uh, but even, say, if... Obviously, touch wood, it doesn't happen. Say, Courtney Hawes goes over his ankle on Wednesday and he's out for three or four weeks. Hmm. Bring somebody in on loan. He's still short. Because you've still only got two feet centre-halves. Hmm. And hmm. then, who's to say Danny Bass not going to pick up two or three yellow cards in the next two or three games? Can happen as a centre half, of course it can. Yeah. And then, you know, we're back. It's it's so frustrating because it's it's so blatantly obvious that we need cover. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, I mean, ascending offs. The what? Because obviously oh, yeah. they've got to get five yellow cards. Yeah. Obviously, Danny's and starting that's only one match bad, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And he, but it, I mean, ascending offs are often a likely one with the centre half. Mm-hmm. With the rules today, if you yeah. pull somebody down one on one, you're off. And then it's a free match bad, yeah, isn't exactly. it? Red. Yeah. Let's uh, finish off Derby. Then a defeat that curse continues. Let's hope we can get some results going forward. Mm. Really. So, but go, so going back to your original question about yeah. was there any positives apart from your James Henry? It was a, a sort of a fifty-fifty positive. Mm. There was no positive one. So or you could look at it as we lost by five goals last season. We only lost by two this. So we could be the difference. We missed out on goal difference. Could be the difference. <laughs> <laughs> Just scraping the barrel, yeah. you know. <laughs> James Henry, the saver of wolves. Yeah. He's literally going to be the saver of wolves. Okay, so on Wednesday, which by the time this podcast goes out, it will probably be Wednesday, uh, Wolves got a home game against Brentford. Brentford not doing as well this season compared to last. They got rid of their 
manager recently, this whole statistical money ball kind of recruitment policy. Why is it called money ball? Because that's the policy that Benham uses, who's the owner of the club. He, it's, it's all his signings and, well, are all based on statistics, really. It's like a baseball. It's from baseball, isn't it? I think it's the, the film Moneyball. Yeah. Was oh, okay. Baseball. Right. It's Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt it's there. Right? Look, third aisle, third one down. Third aisle. But just on the top. You can you can rent it for five. One, two, three. You got some games to do. They're up, up, turn a bit. No, down, down. I'm feeling like Crystal Maze here. Left, right. It's, it's it's just above that. It's just lying across it. Oh yeah, Moneyball. Moneyball. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see it. It's a, it is a really good film with Brad Pitt and right. Jonah Hill and yeah. Seymour Hoffman. I'm going to sell it to you. Five pound a week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the, it, the basis is it's all based statistics and it's that that film's based on a true story about Oakland Raiders who basically they're, yeah. they're not very good. Wasn't it Oakland Raiders? Oakland. It's definitely Oakland. In the film, it's Oakland. Unless they've decided to choose, choose a different team. Oakland A's general manager Bill uh, B. Oakland. Oakland Athletics challenges the system and defies conventional wisdom when he is forced to rebuild his small market team on a limited budget. Despite opposition from the old guard, the media, fans and their own field manager, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Bean, with the help of a young, number-crunching, Yale-educated economist, economist, Jonah Hill, develops a roster of misfits and along the way forever changes the way the game is played. Then he got poached by Boston, didn't he? Uh, Boston... Boston well, poached him. I'm not going to give away the film. Spoiler but perhaps alert. he doesn't. <laughs> yes, he doesn't go, but he, he doesn't well, go. So anyway, so it's a theory that's... Well, and that's what Liverpool uh, adopted when their new owners came in from the, to the Conway Group and Conway Sports. Fenway. Fenway. Fenway Sports. And that's where the whole kind of... How they bought Carroll and Henderson and Stuart Downing and stuff like that. Anyway, so that's... But that theory hasn't really worked in the Championship so far for them. Lee Carsley is in temporary charge at the moment. They won their... Uh, game of the weekend uh, against Rotherham 2-1, which I think is Carsley's first victory. So Everybody will beat Rotherham at the time this season, apart from Birmingham City. Uh, Brentford... Rotherham are improved under Red Do you think? Yeah. Uh, Brentford at the moment, seven, uh, 19th in the league, sorry, uh, with 11 points. Now, hopefully, I've got this right. This is their starting lineup against Rotherham. Uh, Button in goal. Forgive me my pronunciations right now. Yanaris, uh, Dean, Tarkovsky and Bidwell. Uh, in defensive midfield of McCormack, Woods, Canos and Swift and up front Judge and Jurikin. Jurikin. I can't believe they've got McCormack. I don't, think it's, I don't think it's Ross McCormack. No, it's that... Lee McCormack. He's no, back it's that bald-headed fella who was playing... He played in League One for him at full-back. Um, that's who they've... Uh, and their bench was um, Hoffman, Bonheim, Kirschbrumer... Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, yeah, he transferred from the film. We liked it so much. Jensen Buttoning goal. Kirschbrumer... Diagura, is it? Vibe, O'Connell and Godia. And it, it, just tell me the pronunciations later on. Uh, anyone will recognise from that starting eleven at all? Because Holly Dean and Jake Bidwell. Alan Judge. Yeah, yeah he's, a, he's a decent player, yeah. he is Alan Judge, to be fair. He's got a, right. He scored the two goals for Brentford. He's got weekend. good technique when he strikes a ball. But, you know, you've got to be looking. I think Brentford will struggle this season. So Especially how they're doing this season at home. You were expecting Wolves yeah. to beat Brentford this time yeah. round. I know last season it was a 2-1 win. We just about got the win. I think Brentford, I remember, just threw everything at us and nearly got the equaliser. Was that the game where... They, they were down to 10 men, weren't they? Well, wasn't that the game where Kevin McDonald got sent off and no one realised? I remember there was a game last season where a lot of people came out the ground and nobody realised that he'd been sent <laughs> off for a second book of the offence. 
it might have been the first game where the lights appeared, you know, when everyone got the phones out yeah, and started yeah, yeah. doing the lights. We just got away with that last uh, last season. But yeah, we should be really beating Brentford at home. John, what are your thoughts on that oh, statement? Yeah, we probably ought to be. Um, I haven't probably seen enough of Brentford this, this season, to be mm. honest, but we've been... F- They've given us a couple of good games, I think, the last couple of years mm. at, at Molyneux. Uh, obviously, they, get, they pasted us last year at their mm. place. Um, but we ought to be beating them mm. at home if we've got any aspirations mm. to be in the top six. Yeah. Luckily, Lee Corsley's not debuting this time round because usually when we play a, a new manager, it mm. doesn't always end well, does it? It's going to be two big home games coming up. We'll talk about um, B- Borough, yeah, Middlesbrough, very briefly in a second. Uh, starting 11 for Wednesday night. Do you perhaps keep the same starting eleven bar this whole Wallace Ojo no. burn? I'd, I'd bring Cardi back in for Jack Price as well. Do you think? Yeah. D- despite the fact that every time we don't I, play Jack Price, actually, Dick seems to do badly. Going back to yesterday, actually, I thought Jack Price had a tidy game. Did yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought it passed him by. Uh, well, I, I'll tell you, I thought the same, very much the same about McDonald. But I thought mm-hmm. I thought Price's passing was very, very tidy. Mm-hmm. So, again, always in position to receive a ball and got it away. He was pressed hard, which made it difficult for him to get out of his own half. But he didn't have a back. But obviously, at the time he took him off, I could understand it because we needed goals. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I didn't see anything, any reason yesterday to be dropping Jack Price tomorrow on Wednesday either. Um, I would still keep him unless he had a bad. I think he, Jack Price now needs to have two or three bad games to be dropped for the simple yeah, reason that we well. always seem to play badly when he's not in the team. Then everyone calls for him back, and he comes back, and we yeah. did well. I mean, there's a great stat that was flying about uh, a couple of weeks ago about his um, pass completion mm. percentage, which was higher than like Cazorla, Ozil. I think it was the highest in England. Yeah. The problem yeah. is that they're not they're not hurt for passes a lot. Yeah. That's the problem. I mean, they are, but at least we retain possession. Yeah. Which itself is a good thing, but mm-hmm. we do need somebody who makes hurt for passes. Yeah. So perhaps you perhaps Cody Price switch. Yeah. Any, any other changes? Wallace has, has got to go. One hundred percent. He was he was missing, wasn't he? Yeah, biggest he's, he's, Is he? Is the championship a step too far for him? I mean, I know. Yes, it's still early days, and you know maybe it's not fair to to judge him after a handful of well, not even a handful of appearances, really, is it? Um, but from from what he's shown so far. Burn and Ojal have got a bit ahead of him. I hope, for he, do, me. I hope he does well, like any oh, player yeah, that comes in. But I do. There is a slight part of me that thinks he's just going to end up being a Tommy Rowe, a George Savile. He's a squad player, doesn't really kind of make any impact. But when it? I saw George Savile, I know it was only against Barnick, but he was one of our best I thought, players. I thought he played well yeah. days, right? And he got rave reviews for from Millwall at the weekend. Because oh, he's on loan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John, any changes would you make? I think I'd. L- Leave out La Fonda. Mm. Oh, right, okay. Mm. I don't pa- think he's offering us a lot. What, pay a phobia up top on his own, try and, and force no, him not yeah, to play the deep role? And somebody else come in behind, whether it be give Wallace a start in behind, mm. Nathan Byrne. I mean, they're talking about Edwards having a fitness test before on Wednesday mm. before. I mean, I can see what that'll probably happen. It might be, it'd be Edwards who takes that position if he's fit. But I could, somebody could come into that role and drop him mm. behind. But for me, this uh, La Fonda, phobia partnership is... People say, oh, yeah, he scored a goal against Huddersfield. It was a combo. But 
over over ninety minutes, there doesn't look much of a combo combo stroke partnership there to me. Well, Lafondre <laughs> just plays the last man, doesn't he? Yeah. Bobby's just doing that work as the the, the deep player. But how often do they link up together, though? Very yeah. rare, and they're not they're not out muscling in any in any shape or form. The defence, no. they, 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 they don't they're not giving the defences too much mm. to think about for me. They're almost polar opposites. Yeah. You would say, and I think I, I thought again it was a good goal from Lafondre against Derby. Mm, well but I said played. this before the game: the jury's still kind of out for me in Lafondre. Oh, I, I expected a bit more from him, even coming the season. I see Lafondre as a as our Ole Gunnar Solskjaer off the bench, last twenty minutes, mm. try and grab something a goal. in the box. Perhaps, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you need something in the box, because you're not mm. getting much outside the box, no. not hardly anything. But perhaps that was the plan. With Dicker, well, yeah, it probably was. Day. Probably was because yeah. what someone you would bring up, yeah. yeah. But you, but you do need four. Yeah, you do need four mm. strikers. And as soon as you've lost the one, I mean, we're down to a young kid coming on a sub, and bless him, he ain't going to be the answer for this season. And he need, yeah, Bright needs some load time, doesn't he? Really, well, he's he got some experience. He needs so. age, really. Yeah. really. Mm. I love him now. I love him. Well, book your hair. Yeah, he's, I just think he's going to be absolutely fantastic. I really do. Hmm? I really do. He's the new Robbie Keane. <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose in all fairness, he's talking about his age. I mean, if he, Robbie Keane was coming in at that age. Yeah. But, hmm. you know, he does. He needs more than 10 minutes when you fall down. Absolutely. Come on, son, win the game for us. Come on, you can do it. <laughs> I'm not going to judge him on that. Nah. But anyway. uh, uh, predictions, uh, John, for Wednesday night. What you got telling you now? You've got not your heart. 2-1 I, we'll I think it'll be a nervy 2-1 nervy 2-1 nervy uh, Luke Thompson 2-0 two 2-0 two two I'm going to have a nervy 2-1 as well John I share your sentiment on that prediction briefly Middlesbrough at the weekend there's talk of it's going to be quite a large crowd whether it'll be near 30k I'm not sure Again, it's it's a big game where you know if we don't. It's a pick, massive game. If we don't pick up a game, a, a result against Brentford, we're going into two very tough games. Home to Middlesbrough, who once again are high flying. Mm-hmm. Blues after that, which we'll obviously talk about in future podcasts. But four points from the next two games. Yeah, it looks like a completely different. We've got two table. away games to follow because obviously yeah. you know we do need minimum four. Yeah, minimum. yeah, I would agree with Especially that. Especially after yesterday's result. One hundred percent agree. Um, for me, I think Middlesbrough is a massive game. Mm. If we've got aspirations to be in the top six, mm. Middlesbrough will be there without mm. a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. Middlesbrough will be in the top four. They'll be in the top two. Yeah, mm. more than likely. Mm. But at home, we've 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 got to take the game to them. Mm. We've we've got to take the game to Middlesbrough, and for it's a, it's a huge game. I mean, it may only be October, but for me, it's a huge game. I think they're defensively very very good. Yes. Um, I think we'll struggle to make an impact against them. I don't think we'll create too much, personally. I can see us losing 1-0. But if we beat Brentford 4-0 on Wednesday, we can beat anyone! <laughs> you watch. Uh, very, very early prediction for uh, Middlesbrough, John. 0-1. 0-1. 1-1. 1-1. Uh, I'm oh, I might go for a 0-2, I think. I can't see a result. Unless we beat Brentford 5 0, then I'll, I think we can beat anyone in the world. He'll be calling an emergency, emergency fan cast to change his prediction. <laughs> yeah. We need Middlesbrough to win on Tuesday. So then, working on the law of averages, that will be about their 8 4 night game undefeated. Are they away? I've got no idea. I don't know. Middle, tomorrow night, you've got the fixtures there, haven't you? Are Middlesbrough away? I will uh, consult prob- the magic. Time. The only reason I say that is that last year, Middlesbrough played Brighton away 
on the Saturday, then came to us on the Tuesday night, and they were awful after a road after a, a long. Did we beat them three one or something? We beat them two 0 and they were shocking. Yeah, they were uh, worse than. No, I they never, them never to even be. turned. Is when Sacco had that cheeky penalty, the cheeky yeah. chip. Um, I'm just, I'm just, I'm They're trying away, to consult the guys. It's a long journey. Yeah, well, Cardiff. Mm-hmm. See, I mean, a similar sort of thing to yeah, last yeah, year. Yeah. Where they're following a, a, a lot of away trip. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the one thing we can hope for is that. Because what would they do? Play Cardiff Tuesday. They, they beat they Brighton go... away last year and then came to us and were, were awful. Would they go back to middle? Oh, they'll, or... they'll go back, yeah, if Tuesday, yeah, yeah, definitely. But Wednesday would be a wipeout day for them, wouldn't it, after travelling? Yeah. Right? Then they'd be Thursday, then they'd be travelling down on yeah, Friday. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, you never know. Uh, more games to come. Just before we finish the podcast, gentlemen, uh, I just want to highlight a comment we had on our previous podcasts. Oh. Uh, so it wasn't the podcast just gone it was the podcast before I believe the one called Move Over Morgan's Millions where we talked about Steve Morgan's um, you know departure which just, just happened hmm. um, so on our SoundCloud page we've got this very long comment <laughs> now I need you to bear in mind that on SoundCloud we don't really get comments okay. people don't spend the time and it was anonymous because it was like user 857 blah 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 or whatever Mr. Morgan so I want you to imagine when I read this that perhaps either Steve Morgan started to troll us <laughs> Or does somebody really, really love Steve Morgan, right? Here we go. So, uh, Morgan is too dignified to reply to you and the rest of the treacherous, opinion- opinionated rodents. <laughs> now, before I'm going to read this next bit, we did a thing about uh, Reading did that song. Yeah. You run that podcast yeah, yeah. where Reading released this like, Eurovision-style song. How dare you slag Reading like little kids, then talk about the Wolves owners and actually talking about the club's... Talking that you know the club's value. Fancast a bunch of chimps wittering amongst themselves. <laughs> no understanding and loyalty to the board. The most successful stewardship in 35 years, Morgan, Moxie and McCarthy, that you've all, all but destroyed. Then talk about, pause, we talked about who could take over Wolves. Graham suggested not to say he should take over, but he wouldn't be surprised if someone like Mandarich was yeah, yeah, laying yeah. in the background, but not to actually take over. Let's carry on. Then you talk about the Kunderich as an owner. Which of you chumps have owned a multi-million pound sports business? Which of you fools have ever managed? <laughs> which of you fools have ever managed a championship level? A. Which of you gossips have ever played football at a higher level? Dot dot dot. And there's a comment. That is fantastic. So thank you very much for that comment. We appreciate your feedback, oh, and we'll uh, we'll take it in and uh, decide what to do with it at a later point. That is that is brilliant. <laughs> that is absolutely fantastic. If you've got a comment to that podcast, obviously let us know at WGFC Fancast or post wherever on social media. We'll uh, take your constructive criticism and uh, just decide what to do with it. Let it point. John, initial reaction to that comment? Dumbstruck. There we go. Uh, thanks very much for <laughs> listening. Uh, follow us on Twitter at WGFC Fancast, Facebook, Wolves Fancast. Uh, check out the website, wolvesfancast.com, and email us, wolvesfootballfancast at gmail.com. Especially with your away day excuses, which is becoming quite a popular feature now. John, did you go to the game on Sunday? Were no. you actually in attendance? No. What was your away day excuse? Why didn't you Don't, go? I didn't need one. He doesn't need to explain himself to you, Dave. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, what was your away day excuse, Luke Thompson? Um, I mean, the game's on the telly. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've got People will probably slag me off, but... 
got better things to spend my money on when I can still watch it. Any excuse is fine. Any excuse is fine. Also, really before we finish, so we can elongate this podcast, initial initial reaction to the fact that every single Wolves game has been moved over Christmas for TV. No, there's one that hasn't. Charles hasn't. Charles is that the one? Charles Charles Neely. Sheffield Wednesday. Neely. Sheffield Wednesday's been moved. It's moved to Sunday. I don't know. It's moved to Sunday because of the the, 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 the Leeds game moving to Thursday. Luke just had the same reaction to Thierry Henry. Sheffield Wednesday's been moved to Sunday from Saturday. Oh, okay. yeah, I've got a feeling that, that is. I've, I've got a feeling that's right. So it's five out of six, isn't it? That's mm-hmm. been moved. For most games, Symbolic. most games are going to be on telly. One's going to be on a Thursday night. I oh, know, it's oh. ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. The Leeds game that's on yeah. a Thursday. Then we've got Forest on a Friday. I oh, know. But, you know, a lot of Wolves fans and perhaps listeners who live different parts of the country, mm-hmm. different parts of the world, are going to see a lot of games yeah. um, over, over the Christmas period. So, you know, they're, they're loving it. Yeah. They're absolutely loving it. But then they can't turn around and moan too much where if people don't renew season tickets or whatever. If we don't, if we have a moderate season, they can't see the future of the, cl- the club in terms of ownership if it hasn't been sold. Mm-hmm. They'll look at the number of games that have been on TV... Then the other games they'll look at where there's been four for forty quid or the offers, you know, offers on other games. They'll start to wonder what the value in their mm. season ticket is. Unless you've got a prime seat in the ground that you don't particularly want to give up, if you've just got, a, you know, a random seat, mm. you'll think, well, what is the value in this season ticket? Well, on that dark note. Well, to... I'm no, but it's true. <laughs> no, it's, it's a good point. Be... It's a good point. I just think people afterwards will just look into the distance and go, oh yeah, and then start to cradle back and forth and worry. <laughs> But it's a good point, John. I'm not going to deny that. It's an excellent I mean, point. How many games do you get at Saturday? Three o'clock now. We probably only had about 13 this season. Ruddy Sky mm. with their with their fixture changes. Against modern football, that's what I say. Mm, absolutely. <laughs> so, so start moving and watching Sporting Calcer. Oh, do you know what? I was literally flip of a coin whether I went to Wolves Middlesbrough or Calcer FC United. It'd be a, I mean, it'd be a fantastic game. Yeah, right? it but um, where they're going to put all the cars for the, for that game, I do not know. I mean, because they travel as well, don't they? Well, they're they're supposed to be bringing a thousand. Oh, my. <laughs> we'll stop the non-league chat. And, and that's this, this, is the, this could be the future. This game. is the future. Football's, because of FIFA, football's just going to crumble on itself and we're going to restart again. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> we'll be AFC Wolves or something like that. I don't know. AFC Wolf Rooms. Yeah. We'll all, you know, we're going to restart again in five years. Don't you worry. We don't have to worry about all this kind of promotion, relegation. We'll, we'll adopt the NFL model where no one gets relegated. You just finish bottom and you're like, oh, we're bottom. Oh, well. You just become the new Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, basically. We get first draft pick. That's yeah. what we'll be <laughs> next season. Uh, so, for all for this podcast, uh, we'll be back uh, next week to look over the Middles Brigade. Um, but for uh, this week, it's my friend John. Goodbye. Bye from Luke. See you later. And it's bye from me. We'll see you next time.